When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's good, everybody? Welcome into Langer and Holyland's I-70 Football Show. As always, I'm your host, Jordan, and I'm here with my co-host, Dante. Dante, how you doing today? Man, I'm all right, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm tired. Um, it's been a weekend, and I'm realizing that football is almost over, and that is very, very disappointing. So, yeah. but I mean, overall, I'm good. This is the best couple of weeks of football, but it also means it's the last couple of weeks. Uh, but it's, also, uh, it came up fast. Came yeah, up I mean, it's ridiculous. That's why, I like, I'm always complaining about basketball and other sports because the seasons are so long, and then football season like goes by in like three weeks. It feels like it's literally. I mean, it's the shortest season of all the professional sports by far. Like, it's not yeah. even close. Um, which I understand. I mean, how many more games can you play? It's a uh, dangerous and tough sport like you can't really make it any longer and you really shouldn't but like right. it just sucks yeah I, it, it does suck but it again this does football does start in the summer pretty much no it doesn't kind of in the august just about end of august not the summer yes it is Barely. When you say it's when you say summer, summer ends in summer ends in September. The, the end first, of September. The first the first NFL game is the beginning of September. So like saying it like the way you say starts in the summer makes it seem like it's we still like got June, we July. still got we still got like six weeks of NFL football. Ah, no one cares about the NFL. You brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, they gave you several opportunities, offense, and you just blew it every single time. But so much you can do. If you can't tell, we're recording while Dante's watching the Steelers game, which is never good for podcasting because he's always going to talk about it. Because I, it's just you know, our defense played really well, and like our offense was doing decent, but then you know, it just kept being stagnant. Shit, to know. But it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, another week. Another podcast. Uh, there is really no news. Um, nothing going on. Um, we are still waiting for Nebraska's new coach. They probably will announce it this week. I imagine they announce it before we record again. So we should have that to talk about. Um, they should. They need to get that up. And with the season ending, um, they want to get a jump start on hiring and recruiting and that kind of stuff and if you um if you're not gonna hire them early then what's the point of firing your coach early so if they're not if they're not gonna get into this this week so that the the coach uh the bowl game to get ready um has the last couple of weeks before signing period to recruit and get his staff and that kind of stuff then you just kind of wasted time um, yeah 
and you didn't save money. So especially with Nebraska, because they fired him early. So we should I, be getting that soon, I think. Yeah, I, I hope they figure that out soon. Um, I, I'm still not mad at them firing them early because it was just, you know, it, it something had to happen. They knew that firing had to happen at some point. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not going to be mad at it. I've been calling for it for a year and a half. I'm just saying you wasted that, not that the firing's bad. You just wasted all the extra time it gave you. If, by, yeah. you know, this, the the last week of the season, you don't have a coach in place. Because yeah, I thought, they, I thought the they might have one. Or, I thought they might have at least, like, we might be hearing rumors of somebody might taking that job, but, like, nothing. I haven't seen anything. Nobody's, not even, like, like a, a coach from the NFL names being brought up to, like, take over somebody. I haven't heard any rumors for any jobs, really, but definitely not that job. Yeah, I've heard rumors, but it's because I listen to a bunch of podcasts. That's fair. Um, it seems to be between Matt Rule, um, Lance Leipold, and who knows who else, if it's not one Matt of those Rule, guys. Really? Yeah. Well, the thing with Matt Rule is he's resurrected two college programs, and True. so people are going to give him another chance. They're just going to say, well, it was the NFL. Most college coaches don't work in the NFL. I can't say if that's a good or a bad thing, but that is – um, what is going to happen? The thing with Matt Rule is people don't know if he wants to coach right now. Um, looking to see if maybe some better jobs open up next year or some things like that, um, because he has he such a well good buyout. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he has such a good buyout, and it's like there are jobs open, but they're not like. I mean, again, I can't tell you what's going to open next year though, so I can't like say um i can't like say if it's going to be better or worse but if you are not like in love with the nebraska job there's nothing wrong with you know waiting especially when they're paying you like 40 mil in buyout money so you really don't need to work true very true yeah and it's just like i mean as most well and well is relative because none of them are really well structured as most well-structured buyouts are you, they, it's lessened by how much money you're making. So you're still going to be making more because you're going to get that buyout on top of whatever, but they have to pay you less than what your last job was making, paying you and that money gets subtracted. So it's like at least for a year, take the X number of million dollars, you know, do a little tour, go on vacation, that kind of stuff. That's what I would do personally. Most of them don't, but um, yeah, if it's, if it's not Matt, they're saying they're looking at Lance. No okay. guarantee if Lance leaves uh, Kansas, though. So I don't know who would be after. I him. mean, Kansas just seems better than. You're drunk. Don't do that, Dante. <laughs> He's doing ben, better. I don't know. He's doing a pretty good job there. Are you saying? Are you saying the Kansas job is better than Nebraska? For him? Yeah. For him? No. Absolutely not. First of all, he has coaching ties to Nebraska. He's already coached at Nebraska. That's where his career started. Um, Nebraska has a better fan base, has more money, has better facilities, has more passionate fans. It's in the better conference. Um, it's yeah, much better. You're gonna hot. You're going to keep Mickey Joseph there um, because you have to, and he's a very very good recruiter. Um, he recruited a lot of the stars in the NFL that went to LSU. So you have a built-in recruiter there. 
Um, yeah, the Nebraska job is far and away better. It's just, does he want to pick up his family and his staff again is really the the big question. Um, I would, but, you know, I'm not him. And I, I do think, like, I do think he's going to see some things where it's like, okay, this Kansas job is good, but it obviously has its limitations because they started damn near 6-0 and or whatever, and now they're like 6-5. and They've lost a bunch of games. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, there's still maybe some things that it's going to – it's not a complete rebuild already. Like, he still needs to build. And if you still need to build and there's a better job, it's easier to jump than if they were sitting at like 10-2 and right now. And it's like, I've already completed my rebuild. I already have my roster. Why would I go start over? He's not right. that far into it. So you still never know. Um, I would have taken the Wisconsin job if I was him, but that job is going to go to Jim Leonard. So I guess that's yeah. also news that we can probably expect. Um, we can probably expect Jim Leonard to be announced as the head coach at Wisconsin this week, probably before we record again as well. But currently there's nothing really to talk about, just kind of speculation. Um, but speaking, speaking of speculation – are there is anyone getting fired? I don't think so. I'm upset about it, but like, do you, like the only one, I, the closest one would be Indiana's head coach, right? But I haven't heard a single thing about them wanting to fire him. Nah, nothing. It just seems like that they're gonna just keep chugging along, which is just disgraceful. Northwestern's definitely not firing their coach, which is disgraceful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean maybe. We may see see some coordinators and, and little things like that, but it seems like the, the Big Ten coaching carousel is not going to be anything really, which is another thing that's just going to keep the Big Ten down because not good coaches. I mean, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit when we get to the game, but this Maryland team against Ohio State, they did everything that we said that they were capable of doing that uh-huh. they probably wouldn't do because we didn't believe in the coach. And they finally put it together. And it's like, if you can do that against Ohio State, why weren't you doing that against everybody? Like, if you were doing that against everybody, you'd probably be 10 and 1. You know, you'd have like 9 or 10 wins instead of 6. And I understand. No, because it's been the same team for three years. You can't click in the in the 10th game in your third it's season. probably it was probably just because it was ohio state even though yeah that you should get up for everybody it probably was because it was ohio state and that's what it was but if you have that in you where's it at why does it take ohio state to pull it out like that's a sign of like he's not the worst coach you know for sure but a better coach could get more out of that talent that they have because they probably are the fourth most talented team in the Big Ten. Like, if you just look at recruiting rankings, the players on their team, they're probably the fourth most talented. It probably goes Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Maryland. Um, um I, I don't know. I think Illinois is a more talented team. No, they're not. Um, Especially, but, like, they're better coached. But, like, when I'm saying talented, because talent is relative, I'm talking about, like, recruiting rankings. Because, like, you can have a lower recruiting ranking and then be coached better, and that evens the talent gap. Okay. And and I would argue that Illinois is much better coached, but I don't think they're more talented. Like, just pure raw ability, players on roster, four or five stars, NFL quality players, they probably have the fourth best roster. No lower than fifth. 
And what do they have to show for it? They had to get to the last game of the season last year to get a bowl true. game. Very they true. Got, they, they're at six wins now, but they started out hot, and then they just lost games. They got blank two weeks ago. It's just like – it's kind of disappointing. Very because you anyone that kind of really knows what's going on and is watching and pays attention to the rosters and that kind of stuff could tell you that Maryland has a team. I mean, they were wrong, but going into the season, people were talking about how Maryland had the best receiving core in the Big Ten. They were wrong, but they're number two. You know what I mean? And I think they showed that a little bit. But I looked at their stats before the game for the season, and their stats are pretty much non-existent for the season. It's just like they haven't figured it out. They don't. They don't really know what they're doing over there. Yeah, uh, and it's kind of disappointing because who? Why couldn't they be nine and three on the season? Why couldn't they finish ten and two? That defense, that defense, it, it they have a it's it's been the defense, like you said. You you brought up a, a lot of their talent is offensive. Yeah, so the reason why I can't put it only on the defense though is because. They have a really good running back, and we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. They just don't give the ball to him. He had 11 mm-hmm. carries against Ohio State. And, and but the defense goes into the other thing. Their defense played really good against Ohio State. Like, Ohio State. I, I Honestly, that might be the only. They played good against Michigan, too. True. So, uh, two games out of the year. Because even in games they look good, the defense didn't look that good. Yeah, I can't remember individual games right now. I don't I I feel like they played decent against SMU. But as but the to the entire point of inconsistency, that's on the coaching staff. As well as you know, obviously the players have to own some of that as well. But like the thing, you know, with the defense, like they had two five star linebackers. That would have helped their defense. They both transferred out over the summer. Like, what's the point of getting these five stars if they're gonna transfer immediately? After their freshman year, you can't even keep them. So, mm. ultimately, it's pretty disappointing. He's not going to get fired either. Um, oh, no. So no, probably not. That, that is just what it is. We we kind of are where we're he at. He probably has two more years before that starts becoming, like, his seat starts getting hot. Yeah, and it's going to be an offseason conversation before because if Tolua doesn't come back, um, some of these wide receivers – You think be- he is? I mean, I don't think he has good draft prospects. So if he nah. has another, if he has another year of eligibility, he probably should come back, which I'm pretty sure he does because of the COVID year and all of that. Yeah, I think everybody gets still has their one extra. Yeah, honestly, with the COVID year, he might have two years left. Wait, is that not a water bottle? No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a water bottle this entire time. No. No. Hey, yo, that's hilarious. All right. Um. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Not. Not. Not doing that. Um. <laughs> My God. <laughs> yeah. I think. I think this is his fourth year because it's his third at Maryland, and I think he was at Alabama for one year. But even still, with that, um, if he redshirted at Alabama. He still has two more seasons, plus the COVID year. He might still have three seasons, potentially. Ooh, well, yeah, he'll have to do it. I, Hopefully that. only one, you can get a job somewhere. No, no, no. No, it's not three. It would be two. It would be two. Yeah, it should be only because two. Because this is his fourth. 
If he redshirted, he'd have a fifth season, and then the COVID year gives him a six. So he could potentially maybe have two years left. Um, so not saying I recommend him staying for two more years, but um, – He definitely got to say one more. Yeah, I, I just don't see it for him, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the purpose would be for him to leave. Um, so moving into our quick hitters, uh, I think it's safe to say that I won our competition because we ba- we probably have the same picks for the last for last week. So um, – Currently, I'm sitting at 78 and 20. Um, you are sitting at 74 and 24. And last year, what do, our most wins were away. We had how many wins? You keep hold on. It's somewhere <laughs> in here. You asked me this, and I, I don't know if it was 60 or like I forgot how high we we ended up getting. Um, I'm trying to do some math. Can you look that up? It should be in this show plan, right? I think I put it in this one. Ooh. Did you now? So let me see. Seventy-eight divided. Oh, that's not it. Seventy-eight divided by. Oh wait, what am I doing? That is not how you do math. That is ninety-eight. There, ninety-eight games. (laughs) Seventy-eight divided by ninety-eight. I'm at a seventy-nine percent accuracy, and you. So I'm at seventy-five, probably. Yep, seventy-five. Can you see that for the man? Uh, nah, man. I, I do not see our previous. Hmm. So, hold on. This is not accurate, actually. This is, there's no way this is accurate. We should be at more games than this. Because there's 12 teams, right? There's 14 teams, and they've all played 11 games. We should be at 154 games, and we're not. So, something's wrong. I something's off. Something's, something's very off. <laughs> but I'm, looking, I'm going through this thing, and I don't exactly see where I got the math mixed up at. So maybe we're not doing this good. I'm gonna have to go back through this. Uh-oh. Um, I'm gonna have to go back through this and see kind of where I messed that up at, because everything looks like I'm going through. I'm literally going through all the weeks, and everything looks right. So unless I was missing some games, oh, oh, you gotta catch that. Oh, you have to catch that. Oh my God, I'm done. I'm done. That's you just that's that's our season in a nutshell, right there. Basically, <clears throat> yeah. No, now I'm confused. Oh wait, 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 wait. That's not right. Because some of the games are against each other, right? So it's not actually a hundred and forty something games that we picked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, they play yeah. each other. Yeah, technically, technically, some of those games, you like, you gotta cut like, yeah, I wouldn't know how many, but we probably at the right number. Yeah. Okay. Because I just went through it. I went through it. So we, yeah, we're at the right number. Because um, <laughs> I was like, there's no way I'm that far off. And then I like looking at, and I'm literally. Yeah, and it's like some teams play each other. Yeah. Actually, almost every team plays each right. other. Because I'm, I'm showing my work. 
so basically the math is actually seven times nine because they each they each play nine conference games. Yeah. And there's so there's there's nine weeks of seven games when they're all playing each other. And then there's then there's three more games for each team. So it's seven times nine plus three times twelve. And that is whatever. We got there. We have we 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 got there. You got there. It's like ninety nine games that we pick. Yeah, something like okay. that. Okay. Whew. Math is hard. Math is ninety eight games. Ninety eight games exactly. Okay. Shit. All right. Cool. So I was like, man, what the hell am I doing? Like, I, I, we 140 something. Like, no, that's not. That's not actually what happened. So, um, yeah, that's weird. That was <laughs> that was that was messing me up. Um, anyway, with one week left in the last few weeks, we basically a lot of the you know kind of on the same thing. This always goes down to a couple of games. Damn, um, one week left. That is crazy. Well, it's one week in the regular season, and then the yeah, yeah, season, no, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's we're just, gonna pick. It's, yeah. it's crazy. We're going to pick the same champion. I mean, maybe maybe you make it up in the bowl season if we add the bowl season again like we did, but um, four-game lead seems – it's seeming pretty insurmountable seems, right seems, now. seems pretty decent. So, seems seems pretty healthy. I, I will accept that. Um, I need to I need to send uh, – I'll take the touchdown. I need to send you what, what I want. Uh, as a reminder, uh, loser has to buy another one. A hoodie. So give me a nice little house state hoodie. Uh you know, have it ready for have it ready so I can wear it during the national championship game. That's that's the goal. That's where we're at. That you won't be in? That's crazy. Um that's interesting that you think we won't be in the national championship game and you're very wrong about that. But it's cool. It's cool. You are allowed to be wrong. <laughs> I don't care. So. Who okay. Let's get into it. Cause this is the podcast and this is this is the week to talk about Ohio State. That's mainly what we're gonna talk about. So tell me how we're not in the national championship game. Y'all gonna lose to Michigan. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Hey Whatever bro, you, you never know. know. Like you truly never know. It's cool. It's it's okay for you to be wrong. Cause you are, yeah. but like you know. I mean, yeah. Um Damn, I really thought we might beat Cincinnati. <laughs> It's weird that I really would. I really think that I was like, "Oh, I need to put this somewhere so we can go back to it and always have it." And I can never find it, so we're just gonna move on. We're gonna move Fair on, enough. and I'm not gonna comment on the losing to Michigan thing because that's what we're gonna talk about the whole second half of the podcast. And I get a chance to tell you why you're wrong. So, oh, um, okay, yeah, I get a chance to tell you why you're wrong. That's gonna be fun. So, where are we at in the show plan? We are. Um, Quick hitters, quick hitters. Just, just things that we want to kind of get out the way. Um, Michigan State is the last team that has a chance to get bowl eligible. Um, they have to beat Penn State uh, to get bowl eligible. So saying going to be eligible. Yeah, saying that they have a chance to be bowl eligible is relative. It is technically a chance. It is very, very unlikely that it happens, though. Um so, yeah, bad year, very very bad year for Mel Tucker. How do we? Yeah, feel man. I, woo, that uh, that game was hilarious. I'm not gonna lie to you. I um, them they were uh, when I tell you they had a decent lead. No, they had a really good lead. It was 24 to seven going into halftime. 
if I'm not mistaken. That's disgusting. If I'm not mistaken, that was the score. Yes, yes, that's the one. Yeah, because I I turned back to the game after the Michigan game was over and saw that they were in double OT and uh, Indiana was up. And I was like, the hell? What the hell just happened? (laughs) Y'all had a comfortable lead. Apparently, Indiana tied that game up in like the third quarter. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. And honestly, anything seventeen unanswered in the third quarter. <laughs> that's 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 bad. It's nuts. That's nuts. <laughs> there is nothing else that you can say about that except that is bad. That's um, bad. I really want them to do better. Um, I would really, I would really. I don't know, man. Like, that 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 sealed their fate. That yeah. game sealed their fate. They're they're not going to a bowl game, and you know they just might they might find a way to like like bring it for Penn against Penn State. But I think Penn State's just going to be like, yeah, let's just let's just take you out to the pasture, bro. Yeah, let's just take you out to. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, take you out to the woodshed, which is hilarious. Yeah, either one, because, either one. because yeah. that's what Mel Tucker likes to say about his team. But they well, are going to be the one taken out to the woodshed. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One. it's time. <laughs> it's yeah. time. I I couldn't believe it. I literally went. <laughs> I, I was I was dumbfounded. I was like, "What the hell just happened?" But there was a lot of scores like that. Most of the game, Nebraska was up, so like, it was, I it was a it was a very interesting uh, Saturday. Yeah, in the uh, Big Ten. It was. I mean, it wasn't in the Big Ten. It was everywhere. I mean, nobody oh, true. very true. Nobody, ex, nobody except for. Um, Nobody except for um, who is it? Penn State. No, nobody except for Tennessee lost. But a lot of the big teams were like very, very close to losing. Man, it came to a point where I was watching games going, "Y'all gonna help Alabama sneak back into this?" <laughs> I was like, I, I, "Y'all gonna y'all gonna help this team get back into the playoffs?" I thought I thought everybody was about to drop their games. I was looking at TCU like, yeah, come on home. Yeah. Um, I'm just mad. It was like it, every every game from a big team was won like in the fourth quarter, like at the end of the game. There had to yeah. be like a game winning drive or game saving play or something, something like that to win the game. Basically, um, that's basically what happened. Yeah, it was a great weekend of football. Absolutely. Absolutely. I missed most of it, but it was a great weekend of football. <laughs> not you missed most of it. I did not. I did. Actually, I did miss most of it because I, did, I didn't have my normal setup. So I didn't have multiple games on at once. But I watched the games that I wanted to watch. So I did pull up our, our score from last year. Okay. And part of the reason we're doing much better is I calculated it differently this year. So okay. last year... We predicted records, and oh, so yeah. games got counted twice. Uh, okay. So okay. if the, like if that makes sense, so like when I did it at the end, I did the overall record of yeah. the team. Like so, like so, I did count. Like so, I counted games twice basically. So we were at like we finished including bowl games. We finished. I finished ninety five and seventy three. You finished 93 and 75. And that's okay. because I went through everyone's win losses 
of every single game and calculated that, which meant Big Ten games got counted twice. That makes sense now. This year, I'm not doing that because the spreadsheet that I have, I'm just counting the games. So Big Ten games are only getting counted once. Makes sense now. Yes. So I don't know which way is better. This Um, way makes more sense. Yeah, right? Because games are not getting counted twice. Yeah. Okay. So that one, that, this this way definitely makes more sense. It, it's a more accurate. It's this is how uh everybody does it, like uh NFL countdown or um yeah. All I think I think the thing with last year is I didn't do a running tally, so I didn't have yeah. all the games. So I went through our spreadsheet and I actually I counted up individual win losses for each team and added that yeah. together at the end. Okay. So this, yeah, this makes much more sense. So um, that's why the, I was like, this number seems a lot lower than it was last year. And it is lower because I, I'm counting it differently, but yeah. I'm counting it better. And as we promised in the beginning, this show is going to get better and better yeah. every time that we do it. So it, it makes more sense. Um, next quick hitter um, finishing out. There are currently four, but we're going to say five, but in the same vein, there are currently four teams who are ineligible for bowl games. They already have too many losses. Indiana, Rutgers, Nebraska, and Northwestern. Uh, shockingly, these are the teams that we said weren't going to make a bowl. So it's like, um, <laughs> like, hold on. I want to go to our non-bowl tier. I literally think these were, those were the four teams, right? Yeah. Indiana, yeah. Northwestern, Rutgers, Nebraska. Um, we had one and 11, two and 10, three and nine, five and seven. You had two and 10, three and nine, three and nine, five and seven. That's weird pretty close so um we were, we were good on that the the only thing is you know um michigan state's not gonna get there that messed yeah up. That, that messed up the prediction a little bit but surprise the prize the four worst teams in the league didn't make a bowl game yeah and it's crazy because like remember remember i had no faith in michigan state and i i and i i, I couldn't make them as bad as maybe five and seven but like I didn't want them making a bowl game at all. I I didn't want to. I just I couldn't help it. Yeah, because like, when you look at the games, it's like who are they losing to? Like yeah. you, I, like it's easy to say one thing versus the other. Like I predicted a step back too, but it's like when you're actually calculating the game, it's like no, they're still gonna find. They're just gonna will their way to nine games, and it's just gonna be an ugly nine win season. But like it's gonna happen. That is not what happened. Not even a little bit. Not what happened at all. Um, <laughs> they can't even will the, They can't even will themselves to six wins. So Man. losing to India, like I, I know you can't fire him. Like you, you just can't because of the contract and things like that. But losing to Indiana should be a a fireable, a fireable offense, especially in the way that you did it. Because again, you had a twenty four to seven lead going into halftime, and immediately gave it up in the next quarter. That's that is od. That game went into two overtimes because again I turned the game on and they were in the second overtime and it was thirty nine thirty one. I was like, "What the f- is going on?" Here? Hmm. <laughs> it's like I don't know how we got here. They were <laughs> Michigan State was rolling. It wasn't like like it was a struggle or nothing. Like they was rolling, and then I I I, I couldn't I couldn't even explain to you how Indiana's defense did what they did. No, I don't know if there was any injuries that happened or anything like that that could contribute, but I, I I couldn't tell you how they lost this game. Well, okay, hold on. There's a stat I have to pull up because it's funny um, to, like, really showcase, like, how did they lose this game. Um, Indiana didn't pass the ball 
at all. Like, not good at all. Um, I think, hold on, I have to pull it up, but it's like a, it's it's definitely something that is. Uh, well, you mean to tell me, hold on, you telling me that <laughs> a team down three scores in a game in the second half just ran the ball to run the game, to win the game? I'm I'm telling you that, yeah. Basically, that, that that's, that's basically what I'm telling you, yeah. Um, nah, 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 fire Mel Tucker. Or the defensive coordinator, somebody got to go. Somebody, somebody got to go. go. That's and, ridiculous. Yeah, and again, you know, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit more in the offseason and, like, that kind of stuff, but it really kind of, you know, it really raises some questions because how is it this bad, right? Like, I understand you, that? you found a little bit of magic last year, but you're telling me one player, like, you're telling me one player was enough for you to go from 11 wins to five? In a football, not, not, it's not a basketball team. This is a football team. Yeah, like, you have <laughs> the same quarterback. Like, who who else did they really lose? And they brought in some good guys. I mean, Jacoby Winman's going nuts. You know, he hasn't played the last couple of games, obviously, because he got suspended for jumping a Michigan player. But he was going right. nuts in some of the, the losses you had. So it's like, what what are we doing here? Um, I, I couldn't answer. And that kind of gives me some pause for the future because it's like, what did you see where you are, like, confident in the future? Because um, <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm Dante, you're not going to believe this. So I want you to brace yourself for it. All right, all right, all right. Indiana's quarterback. This is the whole game plus two overtimes. Two overtimes. So, clarify, two overtimes. Right. Two for seven for 31 yards. Get the, get the fuck out of here. Two for seven for two, <laughs> not not one two, like the number two. He threw the ball seven times. Seven. He only threw the ball thirty-one yards. He yeah. only threw the ball seven times, and I'm going to guess football's about what sixty minutes. Yeah, it's sixty minutes. Fifteen, fifteen, 15 yeah, sixty minutes, and then ten minute. Well, no, no, because you just score in overtime. Mm-hmm. In, uh, in college, right. So it's just score and score. So that might be an uh, extra. Let's just say 15. Extra 10. Yeah, 10. Let's just say extra 10 to 15 because yeah. it's two overtime. So I'll give you an extra 10 to 15. 70 minutes of football. They threw the ball seven times. Yes. For 31 yards. Did, how, many, how many rushing yards he got? The, the quarterback of the team. Yeah. Yeah. The quarterback. 86 and a touchdown. Okay, there we go. There it is. Okay, <laughs> okay. Because I was they, like, they might. They basically just ran the triple option. Triple option. <laughs> like I didn't watch the game, so I can't say that for sure. But but okay. read option it had to be read option. Wait, here's the worst thing, right? So as a team, Indiana ran the ball for 257 yards and four touchdowns. Okay, their running back. I don't even know who this kid is. I don't even know who this kid is. Their running back. 13 carries for 115 yards. Sounds good, right? Yeah. He has a long of 79. Ooh. Which means he really had 12 carries for like 30 yards. Like 12 carries for like 40 yards. So aside from that one long touchdown, so he did fumble. Did the defense have to have scored then? Because four touchdowns is only 28 points. Okay, let's look at it. Um, did they score? 28. What was the final score? 17. 39 31. So, 
Nobody scored in the first overtime. That's a touchdown. And then, uh, oh, <laughs> they had a kick return for a touchdown. Ah, there it is. Yeah, okay. Kick return for a touchdown. So I was like, so the math, the math not adding up. Uh, so that's, that's probably what, that probably started the game to start the third quarter. Yeah, that'd be well, hilarious. That'd be hilarious. They had a kick return for a touchdown, a field goal, and then a two point conversion in overtime because you have to. Wait, yep. wait, 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 wait. Oh, that was. How did it get to double overtime? They, I, you. Because it looks it's like no, it's either no one scored or they both scored. Oh, oh, okay. So this math's not mathing for me, but I'm gonna just leave it alone. Because unless they both kicked two, they it was two. Oh, unless it was 28-28 going into overtime. They kicked field goals, and then uh, Indiana scored a touchdown in the second one. That's the only thing I can think of. Okay, I hear you, but I'm looking at the box score, and it says the overtime score was eight to zero. So did they both miss field goals in overtime? The first overtime, I think it. I think so because I swear it said it says double OT, don't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. They had to hold miss. On, they both on. didn't score. They hold both on. didn't score. No, bro, we're not doing this. You cannot <laughs> tell me that they both missed field goals in OT. Hold on, they both missed. <laughs> Oh, no, nah, man. God. College, college kicking is awful. Bro, I might go back and watch this game. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I need, to, I need to see this. Hold on, hold on. Michigan State missed a field goal to win the game. Oh, I believe. So it. they missed two field goals. They missed a field goal to win the game at the end of the fourth quarter, and then they missed the field goal in overtime. They missed two field goals. <laughs> oh God, that's bad. It was blocked. It was a 28-yard field goal, and it got blocked. Yeah, I can believe that. The first one. I told you, kicking in college is awful. The first one was 22 yards, and he missed it. It was fourth (laughs) and goal at the IU five-yard line to win. Dante, to win the game. They got to the five-yard line to win the game. That's an extra point. That's the, that is literally the field goal that they do at kicking competitions with fans to see if they can kick a field goal for like a hundred dollars or like a signed oh, jersey or something. Yeah, like I that's a that's the old field goal because they moved it back. That's only in the NFL. Oh, it's still that's like, a field goal. Yeah. <laughs> like that's an extra point, bro. That's an extra point. They, it's uh, it's two yard. The extra point's on the three yard line. It's two yards away from the extra point. Like it's kidding? an extra point. Are you kidding? Here. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, an extra point. Bro, they, they, it's hilarious. That is that is the funniest thing I've seen. Well, I don't even know why we've talked about this game for so long, but that because it was really so ridiculous how they lost. I promise you, I promise you, I went to that game just to see how it was, and I was like, oh, blowout, cool. I don't have to watch this. And then when Michigan and uh, Illinois went off and they were still on, I was like, that don't make any sense. So I had to go look, and it was double OT. And I was like, nah, this, what happened in this game? I hope I can go back and watch it. Uh, you, yeah, that's funny. That's 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 crazy. Um, okay, so uh, last quick hitter, um, West Division, Iowa ugh, controls its own destiny. Um, if they win, they're in. That is just so disgusting. That is bad for everyone involved, especially me. Um, they are trying to spite me. They're doing it on purpose. Uh, they heard my rants. Uh, Kirk, Fair. did we we predicted them to win eight games though? Yeah. So we're we're pretty on track with that. 
Yeah. It's just that eight games shouldn't have been enough to win the West. The West was just kind of not good this year. So yeah, it really it kind of they, everybody kind of folded within themselves because they're all about the same. They're about the same. Those top yeah. teams. So I picked it. I picked them to go eight and four. You picked them to go seven and five. Okay. Yeah. So and they're gonna be eight and four. Man, it could still happen. They can lose to Nebraska. I hope they do. I'm not. I wouldn't put any money on it. But oh. No, um, no. I might put fifty dollars. That's money. I wouldn't do that. Uh, I wouldn't even put five. If I win the uh, under, if I win the under, that could be like five hundred uh, payout. The under is who's going to win the game is different. I yeah, said I wouldn't well, put money on them. Losing. No, because they're, they're the underdog is what I'm saying. Because they're the underdog, so I'm yeah. saying like I'm not putting no money on anything that has to do with Iowa, <laughs> except Ohio. <laughs> I have to put money on Iowa putting up. 20-something points for, what, a fourth week in a row? I, I, I'll I bet against those odds. Yeah, that's hilarious. I'll um, bet against those They odds. didn't put up 20. There's like 13 to 10 or something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I bet more money that Iowa will put up nine than they will put up enough to win a game. Yeah. Well, the sad thing about it is Mo Ibrahim ran for over 200 yards, but he fumbled a crucial time, and they just kept getting stopped. So yeah. he ran all over them, and no points to get from it. They – they scored ten points, lost thirteen, lost thirteen to ten. Yeah, tragic. So, um, Purdue can win the West if Iowa loses. Purdue is gonna win because they have Indiana next week. So, yeah, hold uh, on now, <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna win. So it's just about if Iowa loses. Um, otherwise, it's Iowa. I don't want to see the Ohio State. I don't want to see Ohio State. Re- I don't want to see Iowa rematch against Ohio State or Michigan or anybody. Um, I was about to say I don't. I don't want to see Iowa go against any of these. That's teams. just pretty disgusting. Although if Blake Corm is inju- injured, Iowa could probably beat Michigan, and that is just that would That's, ruin. Everything. But I don't think he's going to be injured for that game. He's going to be injured for Ohio State, but. It, I, I don't think he'll be if if Ohio State uh or if Michigan find a way to win that game. I don't think Mich- he'll be hurt for that uh, championship game. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we won't. It wasn't. It, it looked bad, but he was still able to walk off. Yeah. the field and stuff. So crazy. Um, all right. So week twelve review. Really don't want to get too too much into this. Um, we're already way too far into this podcast. We yeah, that's crazy. I told um, you, man. That, that, <laughs> That, that that Indiana game was ridiculous. Yeah, but it's fine. We've had like two or three podcasts in a row where we only gave an hour, so like everyone yeah. knew this one was going to be longer. Um, okay, so this week, um, Michigan beat Illinois nineteen seventeen. Indiana beat um, Michigan State thirty nine to thirty one. Iowa beat Minnesota thirteen ten. Penn State beat Rutgers fifty five to ten. Wisconsin beat Nebraska fifteen fourteen. Purdue beat Northwestern 17 to 9 and Ohio State beat uh Maryland 43 to 30. Um as we kind of alluded to, every game was pretty close. Um, out games. Also, every game in the entire country was close. I mean, yep. Georgia scored like 17 points in a win. Like it's it's just it was just a bad week for everyone involved. Nobody wanted this game. Nobody I don't, I, don't I, I I wouldn't even say it was like a bad week. I think it was just one of the most competitive weeks we've seen in college football in a while. It's a bad week cuz the game shouldn't have been competitive. Like it's a bad week for the top, right? Like Ohio State struggling against Indiana is is um, against Maryland is bad. Georgia struggling against whoever they played is bad. For the fans, for watching purposes, it was not. It was a great week. It was very fun to watch. <laughs> but like I don't. I don't think. I don't think uh, Michigan struggling against Illinois 
Uh, that made sense. That was that Illinois is a better Illinois is a better team than the record. So right, but I didn't say that one for a reason. We agree on that one. Perfect. I said Ohio State yeah. and Georgia. Um, I forgot if, who Georgia played, but I, I don't, don't watch Georgia. Georgia. I was going to look it up. I don't remember exactly. Um, Michigan should have lost that game. Illinois did what everyone does, which is kind of upsetting. Uh, they just stopped. They just stopped trying. They just said, okay, we have a little bit of – they had a little bit of a lead, and they tried to just sit on the lead. And it's like, hey, 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 that's not what we do here. Um, you have to keep fighting. You have to keep playing. You can't just kind of sit on a lead against anyone and hope that you win. And it didn't happen. And for them to, like, you know, not apply pressure when Blake Corm was out, that's disgusting. Um, that, I'm very disappointed in that. I would have much rather. No, because they ran up and down. Even when he got hurt, uh, that's when they started to uh, they started to take off. They were running. Their uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brown. Uh, he they started uh running the ball even more uh, uh effectively against Michigan in that game after he went down. That's when they took the lead. Is yes. when uh right. That's what I'm saying. But when they got the lead, they said, "Oh, we have the lead. Let's just sit on it instead of being aggressive and trying to extend the lead." And I think, I think, I think, uh, Michigan just, I think just Michigan just kind of, uh, I wouldn't say they sat on it. I think they, Michigan just played a little more aggressive yeah. and, and and grinded the game out. They may have they grind out game. They both were grinding the game out. They may have played more aggressive, but Illinois did not match that aggressive intensity. I mean, when did they throw the ball deep? Like, when did they even try? Like, you don't have to connect it. Well, they they, they did a few times, but that's not even their game. It has – they have they have done that. We've watched them do it multiple times. They – they be, they, you can you can disagree, and that's totally fine. Because it was I'm the same they last week. They had drops, too. I'm going to say they bullshitted. I'm going to say they got the lead and were scared to play, and they stopped doing it. They scored 14 points in the third and couldn't even get a field goal in the fourth quarter, and that field goal would have won the game. It would have been 20-19. to they sat on it, they bullshitted, they coached scared, and that is not what I expected from this team. But Michigan deserves its props for fighting as well because uh, they lost their best player. Mm-hmm. And they, and they were already they had actually they had a lot of injuries on that offense. Yeah, their tight end, their tight end is gone. They, their backup running back was gone. I think their tight tackle or guard was gone. Yeah, and so they could have given up. Uh, their quarterback sucks, so they easily could have lost the game. So as as low as I am on you know Illinois, because I really don't like they kind of. I too. just I just feel like they kind of gave in. They didn't you know be as aggressive as they should have. Um, Michigan deserves its props as well, and they are setting up a, a major showdown with Ohio State. So, and that's what we're going to talk about the whole basically rest of this show. Um, the other one, Ohio State, Maryland, just mentioning these as to kind of just lead up to the game that we're going to talk about. Um, we kind of talked about this a little bit from the Maryland perspective, so there's really not much to say except um, Ohio State, like, it's so crazy how different the run game is when you play a healthy running back. Like, I don't know why you have to tell $10 million coaches to just play the guy that's healthy, but mm-hmm. Travion Henderson hasn't been healthy. Mayan Williams hasn't been healthy. You could argue that both of them are more talented 
talented than the freshman, and I would hear that argument. But the freshman is fully healthy, and at a bare minimum, he sees ball, gets ball. There's a hole, he plants his foot, he gets vertical, he hits the hole. He did that, and Ohio State started running the ball. They were picking up short yardage again, which they hadn't really done the last two years because yeah. both of them, like <laughs> – the two run and like this is not a negative on the running backs. I love these guys. Like I'm not trying to like you know be super harsh on them or critical or revisionist history, but both of them do have problems hitting the hole as hard as they should. Where this freshman and maybe it's because he don't have as many hits on his body. Maybe he's young and dumb and just whatever. He just runs for it and he's and he picked up a bunch of first downs doing that. First downs that we weren't getting before. So that is a slight positive. But, you know, I won't go too much into that because we're going to talk about the running backs, you know, more. But that is a positive that came out of the game. Um, The defense, like, they played well, but they didn't play well at the same time because they had five sacks. They had, like, two turnovers, I think, like eight tackles for a loss. You hear all that. You're like, oh, okay, pretty good. But then they just kept giving up big plays. And this defense is going to give up big plays. Like, Jim Knowles talks about that because of his aggressiveness and the structure of the defense. And some of it was just great. They can get, and they usually can get away with it because their offense is going to put up a lot of points. Yeah, and they, they technically got away with it today, but Maryland was testing it. They gave y'all everything they had yeah, and a little I, bit more for Absolutely. And as an Ohio State fan, I like I talked about this on the instant recap, I'm happy with it, honestly, because I would much rather this game before then Michigan than the Rutgers game before Michigan. Yeah. Because, you know, the game where you blow them out by 50, you get your starters out in the third quarter. Like, you know, like they played the full game. They had to fight. Um, and it's Maryland, sure. But Maryland scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. So when Ohio State was up, 33 to three and Maryland gets the ball with six minutes left and, and, ele- and in nine minutes, cause if it, the, it's 15 minute quarters and nine minutes of that quarter, they already had 17 points. It was like, man, there's a good chance Maryland scores here to either tie or take the lead. And the defense got to stop which yep. they hadn't done again for the whole nine minutes before. Cause they had 17 points in the fourth quarter. They didn't score after that mark. They got two stops at the end, one being a sack fumble. So yep. That for me is a positive. Um, I think both Maryland and I think both Michigan and Ohio State were looking ahead. <laughs> like Illinois oh, is a good team, I think so. Maryland I is a think good so. team, but I think they were looking ahead. They know yeah, they know I, what's coming. I, I, I definitely um, agree. I I do again. I think Michigan having all those injuries also played a big part. <clears throat> Especially losing your running back, what was it, before the half, I think, is when? Yeah, it was right before the half. So uh, that didn't help as well. But I, I still agree that I think Michigan still kind of overlooked Illinois, which they shouldn't have, which yeah. is fair because Illinois had just lost two in a row. So they probably thought, you know what, Illinois might be like, man, you know what, we did pretty good. We're going to get a bowl game. we cool for the rest of the year. Yeah. And I, I do – Unfortunately, kind of feel like that's a little bit what happened because they just haven't played to the level that they were earlier. But, you know, at the end of the day, this season is much better than anyone predicted. So I'm not going to be too harsh on Illinois. It just kind of sucks because, like, they looked like something else. Like, they could have been something more. And they kind of regressed to the mean a little bit. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm not, you know, again, going to be mad at it. So I – Next year, though, sadly – yeah, next, next year, year though, I, 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 I'm going to need – you, you got to win the West. 
honestly. Yeah, next year is going to be really interesting. I'm I'm going to be looking forward to see who leaves because I think they're going to be without Chase Brown and his mm-hmm. brother, who's a pretty good safety for them. Yes, he is. But yes, what is, is? Do you remember the name of the running back? He was injured most of the season, so we haven't seen him. Who's their backup running back that we like? Uh, I can't think of his name. He's a sophomore now. Yeah, so right. he, we yeah. like him though. So they would, they should still have a, a a pretty good running back next year. Not this, not as good, but uh, pretty good. So, um, and they lost him early, and it, he just hasn't really seemed to come back. So we yeah. didn't really hear much about it, but he hasn't played. So that's definitely affected them. Um, Maybe just bit. letting them rest for next season. Yeah, it's, it, I don't know. Yeah, they, he's, it's probably you know. Bigger than what we realized. Or we might whatever. we might hear his name in this is in this last game. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think because they've lost some games where they probably didn't want to give um Blake uh Chase Brown that many carries. I just think yeah. he's injured. I think he's out for the year because like right. this year, like this game, Chase Brown. They this game they ran the ball thirty four times. Chase Brown had 29 carries. That's not how they were operating last year or the beginning of the year. So I don't think they have a third running back. I think he's injured and out for the year. And they just didn't tell us because they didn't feel like it. We just missed it. Something yeah, like that. Something like that. So, all right. Um, any last thoughts on any review? Do you want to talk about a game that we didn't get into before we go to the break and we talk about uh, it next week? No, because that was – besides – Penn State putting on a shellacking. Every other game was close. Yeah. Just about. Fun week. Uh, fun, yeah. fun week. Good week of football. Sure. Um, yeah. Hoping for the same next week. Uh, so uh, we're going to get a break um, really quick, and then we will come back. All right, everyone. Welcome back into Langrit Holland's I-70 football show. As always, I'm your host, Jordan. I'm here with my co-host, Dante. And now we've wasted 52 minutes. <laughs> Nothing else we've talked about matters. Nothing we talked about all season matters. It's time to wow. talk about the game. It's time to talk about the game. Um, <clears throat> we have avoided talking about Ohio State on this podcast for most of it. Outside of the first couple of weeks when Michigan was in quarterback controversy, we have avoided talking about Michigan for most of it because about, yeah. why talk about the best teams? We want to talk about the other things. There's been a lot of other things going on, but this is basically dedicated to Ohio State Michigan, to the game. Um, I'm going to, we're going to knock out one or two things before that, and then we're going to spend however long of the rest of the show just talking about it. So, week 13. Kind of big-ish, uh, right? Because it's going to determine the West. We already talked about the situations. So the games that kind of matter on the West, Nebraska versus Iowa and Minnesota versus Wisconsin. And I just had a question, one question for each because I don't want to talk about these. I want to talk about the game. That's it. That's all. That's why we're here. Can Nebraska spoil Iowa's bid for not, to back-to-back national, division champs? Yes or no? I think Iowa can give the game away. Okay. I think Iowa can play bad enough on offense that they can give the game away. I think, I think I Nebraska. Yeah, I think Nebraska could put up two field goals, and that could be enough to beat Iowa on a bad day. I'm hoping for chaos. Not predicting it. 
Now, so let me see. If Iowa loses and Purdue loses, does Iowa just win the West? Uh, Illinois. Oh, cool. Yeah, both teams lose. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, yeah. I'm rooting for both teams to lose then. Yep. So that's, I mean, that's what I'm on. I still want Illinois to win the West. But, yeah, I didn't um, know they still had a chance. So, yeah. I, <laughs> I hope Nebraska. I hope Nebraska can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll see. This is Mickey Joseph's last game as head coach. So mm-hmm. maybe they, you know, go balls to the wall and they just kind of empty the tank. Yeah, I mean, they they got nothing else to really play for, so might as well play. Spoiler. Yeah, and they hate Iowa as they should. So I don't know. I, I'm, it's going to be interesting. I am going to watch this game. Oh, the good thing about this game, though, is this game is always on Friday. Oh, nice. So this is the after Thanksgiving game. I, I don't know about you, and we can say this because it's my pit stop, but this is the game that I watch when I'm eating leftovers. And by leftovers, I mean a ham sandwich and macaroni and cheese. Like, I eat other leftovers eventually, but my first plate of leftovers is absolutely always a ham sandwich and macaroni and cheese. Really? Yes, because I just stock up <laughs> like I do. I, I get a full plate eventually, but like that is what I'm most excited for. Like, like at, for left, like everything else is great. Why well, don't just really... ham? Because I do both ham, turkey, and so, then I put a little mac and cheese in the middle of the ham and the turkey. I don't eat turkey and we can oh. save that for later. That's OK. I eat it. I don't prefer it. And okay. it, um, the, it's 50 50 if it touches my plate. I, I'm, I'm taking everything home. <laughs> it's 50 50 so um this is the game that i will be watching with a ham sandwich if i think ahead and i'm smart it'll be on a, on hawaiian roll buns mm. um, because they make those now this is not super super new but in case y'all don't know that they have a wine rolls but they also have them in bun form now so if you didn't know that you need to Ooh, get toast them up a little bit and you, you feel you hear me like you feel me like <laughs> this is like <laughs> and don't let don't let this be the noon game because if, if it's the noon game i'm pulling up now this is the noon game that is absolutely what i'll be eating i'm not even gonna hold you because it's all no lie is always the first thing that i eat uh, um, i might have to i might have to check go to the store this weekend not the, the weekends over the week one of these days and check that out absolutely hold on hold on oh there's a lot of games on on friday wow there's a lot of games on on friday one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Thirteen games are on on Friday. Sheesh. This and there's basketball, I believe, probably on Friday too. Dante, don't talk about basketball. You know how I feel. Wow. Basketball doesn't exist. One of your pit stops was literally Anthony Davis being terrible. Whoa. Who's been pretty decent Whoa. now since LeBron James has been out? Whoa. I don't care about Anthony Davis. I don't know, man. Your man's been holding us back, I think. I don't care about Anthony Davis or basketball. <laughs> Am I tripping? Is that game? Did I lie? What game? We're talking about Iowa Nebraska, right? Yes. Okay. That game's on at four. So that'll oh, no. I'll, I'll no, probably Friday. yeah, I'll probably have my full plate at by four. But but this this Tulane Cincinnati game at noon? I might not be awake. That that <laughs> that Baylor Texas game at noon? Yeah. 
Yeah, the, the, those games. That might be going, that. I might. I might wake up to the second half of that Nebraska Iowa game. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, there's gonna be a nap in the middle of, in the middle of that day easily. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get up pretty early. I don't typically Black Friday shop, but there's a couple of things I need. My little brother wants video games, and if you buy video games on anything other than Black Friday, you're just an idiot. So. I may do the Amazon thing. I haven't found out yet, but I might go get pick up a couple video games for my little brother. I might have to pick. I might have to pick up a few things myself. Yeah, for so, some people. All right, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Can Minnesota end the season on a positive note? This season has been disappointing. I'm sure it's disappointing for them, but it's definitely yeah. disappointing for us. There's there's seven and four. They're either going to be seven and five or eight and four. Eight and four is much better than seven and five. It would also be back to back wins over their rival. Um, <clears throat> I can't say that I'm super confident that they get it done, um, especially yeah, seeing how not... they ran for a million yards against Iowa and <laughs> but still lost. Score. So I'm like, just I'm also just not confident in Wisconsin's offense as well. Absolutely not. So I, I this is a toss up. I do think Minnesota can, you know, on a positive note, but I also think they can't. So I'm not sure. And I'm the, really not sure. I think they're. I think they will because they're going to understand that. Like, yeah, we we probably messed up our season, but let's beat our rival. Like we're better than them. Yeah. So uh, speaking of their offense, uh, Graham Mertz. Eight for 18 for 83 yards, one touchdown and an interception. Yeah, I was about to say, I saw that pick. That brother <laughs> garbage. <laughs> I saw the pick happen. Like, when it happened, too, I, I in my head, I heard I heard you go, man, Grant Mertz's ass. Like, I just <laughs> – Yeah. Garbage. He's 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 absolute trash. Okay, enough, enough, enough playing around. I don't care about the rest of this. The game. So I'm going to set the table. And then I have a question for you because you're not a fan of either team. So I'm going to set the table. This is – I'm 27, for those who don't know. I was born in 1995, okay? This is the biggest Ohio State-Michigan game of my lifetime that I am also old enough to remember. Am I old enough to remember 2006? Sure. But I was 11. Did I even understand football in 2006? Not really. So, and then after that, Ohio State went on this huge run of beating them and all this other kind of stuff. And Michigan was up and down and bad coaches, all that kind of stuff. So, this is this is the biggest game, the game that has happened in many of our um, adult lives. So... Last year was big, absolutely, but the thing with last year is not many people felt like Michigan really had a chance to win. They did, but them winning makes this game even bigger. So yep. that's not to minimize the importance of last game because, you know, it's like it's the same situation, 11-0 and versus 11-0. You win, you get to the playoffs, this kind of stuff. But Last year was on a 10-year drought. This year is now they're both going into it because now they're number two and three in the country. This is the most open the national championship has been in a long time. Both teams have flaws, but I I genuinely believe that um, I genuinely believe that either of these teams could win a national championship this year because 
it is so wide open, right? Like, you know, would I pick Michigan to beat Georgia if they face them? No. But do I think they have a better chance than they did last year? Absolutely. Absolutely. Ohio State can definitely win a national championship. This is the most open it's been. Um, And it's all like, I don't want to say guaranteed, but it's almost guaranteed that the winner of this game makes it to the national championship game because they're most likely going to play TCU. And I think both of them are better than TCU in that third seed. So this game is huge for a lot of reasons. Again, they're both 11-0. The Big Ten is on the line. A trip to the playoff is on the line. Bragging rights is on the line. The rivalry is hated. If, I mean, he's he's only lost like three or four games his entire tenure, but what are Ohio State fans, myself, going to do if, if Ryan Day loses back-to-back games to Michigan? <laughs> like that, like that. No joke. That is an absolute fireable offense. Like Honestly, everything that they've done, that is. A I, I truly, offense. I truly believe that Columbus might go into a full like depressive, t- depressive episode. Like it might be sad as hell down there and, if they go back to back L's against Michigan. And then at home, like yeah. So yeah. this game has all the stakes. Any any stake yeah. that you could think of is a part of this game. Um. It's just a, a major, major, major moment. And we got here with some ups and downs. Um, but also, this is a, a, another game where the teams, you know, I pushed back a little bit on like super evenly matched, but they're also probably a little bit more evenly matched and more evenly coached than it has been in some time as well. So this is a, a very, very important game. And it is the game. And so we are going to spend the rest of the podcast talking about that. So the question that I have for you as a non-Ohio State or Michigan fan is what does this game mean for you? And try to put it into context from a national landscape. Like, do you think this game is – I mean, it should be, but, like, do you think this game is nationally relevant? What – does this kind of game moment, et cetera, it's, mean for you? I it, it's probably the biggest of uh, the this game has been in a while. Uh, it has playoff implications and things like that. I it's probably it should be the most watched game or at least anticipated game next week out of uh out of every game because of so what so much is on the line and. This is also a chance for Michigan to uh, establish themselves as more than just what happened last year. Like instead of it just being like a, a blip, a blip in it in the uh, in the pan or whatever it's called or whatever the saying is, it's more of a consistent thing. Um, this is this is a night game, right? No, no, it's never a night game. Never a night. This game is historically at noon. Yeah, always at noon. That's right. Uh, it's just, it probably should be the most anticipated game for the uh for everybody. Yeah, I I agree with that. It teams both teams has flaws, so it's like it it seems like it it should be the most competitive. Uh, this game has been in a while. We'll see. Um, definitely, I it's kind of. You know, slightly disappointing, slightly smaller, whatever than it could have been, because it's just like it's not going to feel like if Ohio State goes out and blows out Michigan, but Blake Corm doesn't play, it's going to be yeah. Blake Corm didn't play, right? Yeah. 
So you're not getting them at full strength, but that's football, right? You can't really predict that, but it is kind of unfortunate if he's unhealthy, if he can't play, that we're not going to get a full strength Michigan because I don't think Michigan has a chance. Without like him. Like a chance in hell if they don't have him. Or at least the backup because the backup just, is pretty good too. He's I wouldn't say just as good, but he's almost there. They have. I don't even think they have a chance with the backup. I think without Blake Corum and the backup, this game could be a blowout. With just the backup, maybe not as bad, but I don't think they have a chance, a legitimate chance of winning if – Blake Corm's not playing. So that is, you know, setting the table, kind of disappointing, but, you know, it's still an amazing game. It's number two versus number three it, for literally all the marbles. We already talked about some, but one of the ones we didn't talk about because it's not a team thing, but it is a thing. Stroud's Heisman candidacy is on the line, right? Like CJ Stroud can win or lose the Heisman in this game. Really? Yeah, basically, yeah, because they voted after the they voted after the championship game. Um, Hendon Hooker isn't going to win the Heisman. His team has two losses, and he got injured. Drake May is not going to win the Heisman. His team has two losses, and he didn't play well in the last thing. Bryce Young's not going to win the Heisman. His team has two losses, so it's between essentially him, Blake Corm, which running backs never get it, Caleb Williams, and maybe another quarterback. Caleb Williams has had a great game. But if C.J. Stroud um, comes out, throws for 300 yards, two or three touchdowns against Michigan and Ohio State wins, the voters are going to remember that, and it's basically going to seal up the Heisman for him. It's the I, same thing that kind of happens with Bryce Young, like when they beat Georgia in the championship game. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, no, Bryce Young, Heisman. Not to say that he didn't deserve it, but these last games, these big games, and the last week of the season or – the championship uh, week is really kind of what like solidifies these awards and it's not going to matter as much against Iowa, but if he does it against Michigan, I would almost guarantee if, if CJ Stroud has 300 yards or like 290, two, three touchdowns and Ohio state wins by like 10, I would almost guarantee CJ Stroud wins the Heisman. I don't think, I, I think he still wins the Heisman, even if they lose this game. Um, that's, I mean, that's absolutely a possibility. Um, but, you know, you never know the Heisman voters. But I do think if they win, it's guaranteed. Oh, yeah. No, if, yeah. If they win, yeah, it's definitely going to him. But I also think it's his. Like, I I think he's, it's going to him regardless. It should be. People might vote for Caleb Williams, though, from USC. Um, sure. I mean, I guess, but again, I I do think Stroud had better competition. So I would agree a hundred percent. I think it's hilarious that somebody was like, uh, someone was talking like this podcast I listened to, and they're idiots. I don't even know why I listened to it. Um, just some, like filler. They were talking about some quarterback. I don't remember exactly which one. And they're like, yeah, and he's done it against much stronger competition because he's in the ACC, and I'm and because he's in the SEC, and I'm like. Mm, that is how I know the narrative is going crazy because your own company has created a defensive metric and the Big Ten's defenses lead the metric. So how are you saying that the SEC defenses are better when that is ge- like legitimately the metric that was created? In At least by, you, by your own standards, that's not true. Yeah, and it's just like, what, what the hell are y'all talking about? Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. If that is what is being like said, you know, and it's just like, no, nah, it's cool. Y'all are literally just saying stuff now. Like, I get it. 
y'all are just kind of like pushing narrative because you can't because and here's what people are going to try to say well sec defenses are better big 10 defenses are inflated because the offenses are bad okay are the offenses bad because the defenses are that good uh or are the offense so here here is stop here's the stop rate this is the athletics own defensive metric the only ones that do it number one in stop rate michigan number two ohio state number four illinois number five iowa number seven minnesota number eight georgia that is the highest big 10 uh, sec team number 11 bama 12 is penn state there's a huge gap before you get to another team. 20 is Wisconsin. There's still not another SEC team. The next highest SEC team, let me make sure before I get the line, the next highest SEC team is Tennessee with 20, at 28. So in the SEC, again, according to the metric that they created, the SEC has three teams yeah. in the top 28, and you're going to push the narrative that the defenses are better. While the Big Ten has five teams in the top 14, one, two, three, four, five. No, sorry, five in the top seven, six, seven in the top 20. Half of the Big Ten is in the top 20. So it's just like, y'all just be talking like. I do, I, I do think some of the offenses in the Big Ten are bad. So yes. I think it's a Iowa. I think it's a mix Absolutely. of both. I think it's a mix of both, but I do think it's more de- the defenses are good than it is in that much inflated. I do think there are some inflation because again, right. I don't think Wisconsin's offense is that good. Iowa's offense is awful. Um, Northwestern's uh, offense is terrible. And so that's, that's absolutely fair. Yeah. But to the point of that. If there were like five teams at the Big Ten in the top ten, and there were like four SEC teams in the top fifteen, and you want to make that argument, that's fine. But when there's only three in the top twenty-eight, your defenses aren't that good. Like, like, like your defenses just aren't that good if you can only get three teams in the top twenty-eight. So I don't know what y'all are talking about, but I need them to figure out their. Matchup. I guess they're probably trying to say that uh, the defenses in the SEC have to face tougher offensive teams and I might agree I have to I have to check I have to check I might agree right now just again because I'm I can name a lot of big 10 not a lot but I can name big 10 teams that where offenses are subpar yeah and that might be the only that might be the way they'll probably uh, justify the the narrative they're trying to push but I but to the same thing I could name a lot of SEC offenses that are really, really bad too. So it's just it's just one of them things like, you know, you can push whatever narrative you want to, but when the statistics and the things are showing it, you should kind of base it off of that and not how you feel about it. Fair enough. But regardless, um, I, I think that that is another thing that's on the line. Stroud's Heisman. And Ohio State hasn't had a, a person win the Heisman in a very, very long time. So – that will be huge for the program as well. Not that you necessarily care about that, but the Ohio State fan. Yeah, no, I, I know. It, it'd be nice. For, it, it, another Big Ten. It'd be a Big Ten school wins it. Yeah, which would be. I don't care about Heisman. I've never cared about the Heisman <laughs> Award. I don't care as much because it's just a bad award that like only quarterbacks get. Yeah, but because it is a quarterback it's award. Like, 
as an Ohio State fan, it would be nice for our quarterback to win it. Yeah. But, like, this year I do think he deserves it, but there have been multiple years where a quarterback winning didn't deserve it. So it's just kind of like an eh award. But there hasn't been, in my opinion, a superior outstanding running back who deserves it over one of the quarterbacks or a defensive player. So this year I do think a quarterback is and should probably win it. Yeah. But that is definitely not the truth. The, the, uh, if the if, 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 uh, if Mo never got hurt and they did go undefeated or like I thought they were to be at least with one L team, he probably would be arguably getting it. Yeah. But, he wouldn't get it, but arguably should have absolutely. Yeah. So – same with Chase Brown if they didn't have like four losses. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's having a hell of a year. Same with B. John Robinson at Texas if they didn't have five losses or four. Yeah. Losses. yeah. Um Okay. So speaking of running backs, perfect segue. Running back health is the key that is like key number one for this game. Mm-hmm. Blake Corm is hurt. We don't know how bad. We, we tried to do it. He tried to give it a go in the second half, ran the ball once for five yards, didn't look good. We didn't see him again. He has a week to get healthy, but how healthy can he be? How bad is the injury? We don't know. But Michigan, is that is huge. That is the biggest injury. Yeah, no, it is huge. But Michigan's not the only one dealing with running back injuries. Ohio State is down their top three running backs throughout this season. Trey Henderson has been hurt multiple games. Mayan Williams has been hurt multiple games. That's one and two. The third running back coming into this season was sophomore Evan Pryor, who missed the entire season. Then they had a walk-on get injured, who, again, walk-on, who knows how much he would have played, but he did get into some games, had a long touchdown. He got injured. They're on to their fourth or fifth running back, Dallin Hayden. They've had like six or seven people carry the ball at running back. So. Dallin Hayden had a great game last week, but it wasn't against Michigan, and he is a true freshman. So I, as an Ohio State fan, think he has earned the right to start the game against Michigan solely because the running game has been bad because the other guys are so injured that I don't think it makes sense for us to trot out an injured running back for a quarter and a half not do anything and put ourselves at risk of losing the game. Not only that, even and like and maybe even injuring him or one of them even more. You don't want to do that either. Exactly, but the the but that's putting a lot of trust into a true freshman. To, to it's it's been done. Y'all've done that before. Absolutely, absolutely. It's still you know, it's still Michigan. So running back health is huge. Um, uh, we're not medical professionals, but if you had to guess, I think you'd probably agree with me. If you have a guess, does Blake Corm give it a shot? If I can, I think he does. Yeah, I, I, I think, think he does. Because again, because again, I he he it took him a minute, but he got off the field and he was able to walk off the field, and he did come back. He did come back and run a play. They took him off the field. I think it was just like you know what, we're just gonna let you, we're just gonna let you rest for next week. Well, he did not look good in that play. No, he he did year. he did not. But I I think he still plays. I think he'll be fine enough to play. I think his I think his leg would have to be amputated for him not to play. Yeah. Um. The biggest thing is is he going to be effective, and is he going to get injured a quarter into it because he's already hurt? Yeah. And he gets tackled right. So, 
Hopefully, that hopefully it was only just like more like a pain thing and not and like he's he should be fine for the game. Hopefully. It looked like he hyperextended it. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, g- going off of that, the next big thing, the trenches. Um, Michigan has one of the best offensive lines in the country. Ohio State has one of the best offensive lines in the country. Ohio State offensive line has one weakness, in my opinion. And I have argued all season that the problem hasn't been the offensive line. The problem has been the play call and and some of the running backs not hitting holes. But Ohio State's offensive line is not great in short yardage. And Michigan does have a really good nose tackle, uh, Mozzie Smith. So this game, aside from just the running back health, is going to be decided in the trenches. Who can who can do more? Ohio State is coming in with studs on top of studs on top of studs um, on the defensive line, but they are not at the level that last year Michigan was with um, their two guys. But they will talent wise, yes, but they haven't played to that level that Michigan's guys were last year. Right. Um, but there are five stars all over the place. Ohio State's coming in. Uh, Zach Harrison's having the best season of his career. JT Tuomaloau has broken out. Jack Sawyer has started to break out recently. You have Mike Hall, Tyreek Williams, Sean Vincent. So you have a core group of guys, but they haven't gone up against an offensive line as good as Michigan. Michigan center Olu. Um, I can't. I can't remember his last name because I can't. I'm not looking at it, so I'm definitely going to pronounce it wrong if I'm not looking at it. Uh, <clears throat> he is going to be one of the first centers taken in this coming draft. Probably. And so. Shoot. I hope <clears throat> what did you say? We could take him. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, um, football is always one in the trenches, but this game in particular is absolutely going to be one in the trenches. It's going to yeah. be a dog fight. It's going to be who can reset the line of scrimmage. Um, it's going to be Ken Ohio State's. And speaking of injuries, we don't know how bad it was, but Ohio State's starting right guard got injured last week. Mm. So talking about a game in the trenches, that's, they, that's neither a, one of these teams is healthy. <laughs> Let's oh, just no, they are not. They neither, are not. Neither, it, I, I do give. I do give. I think Michigan's. Uh, Michigan's healthy on the defensive end, I believe. And Ohio <laughs> State's relatively healthy on the defensive side too. Yeah, it's just offenses for both teams. Like, yeah. Rough. And Michigan's a little more hurt on the off than Ohio State is, because again, Michigan's missing their tight end and two running backs technically. Yeah, well, Ohio State's missing three running backs and their best wide receiver. We just forget about him because he hasn't played all year. Jackson Smith and Jig was the best wide receiver on the team, and he hasn't played all season. So true. Fair enough. They're both injured. They both yeah. suck, and it very much sucks. You very much want this game. At a hundred percent, but football is not but about, this, about stuff. Yeah, stuff like that, stuff like that makes the, these games even more, a lot more interesting because, like, uh, there's a lot more, uh, a lot more riding on it. So, like, even injuries and stuff play make play into the, the theatrics of this game. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, next thing, we all know who has the advantage at quarterback. That's not what we're talking about. Can JJ went like especially if Blake Corum isn't healthy, especially if Ohio State's defensive line gets the best of Michigan's offensive line, which I'm not ready to say they will, but if they do, 
can JJ win a game where he has to throw? Not running, not handing the ball off. Can he sit in the pocket and throw the ball and win a game? Uh, can he win a game throwing the ball? Yes. Can he win this game throwing the ball? I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm not that's, too that's confident in that. Um, if he do doesn't it. turn the ball over at all, which is asking a lot, especially against this defense, possibly. Yeah, but here's the here's the other thing with that. Just like looking at the whole thing. I he's so inaccurate. And so one of the ways to beat Ohio State, which is what Maryland really tried to do, uh-huh. is to get them a big plays. The two games that Ohio State struggled the most, Maryland, Penn State. What did both of them do? Just beat them deep. Just big play, just big play, chunk play after chunk play after chunk play. The problem with that is JJ is not accurate on deep throws. So there may be plays where their wide receivers get open, can he make the throw? Can he make the throw? He hasn't. And, and not only that, and not only that, can the can the can the attended receiver make the catch? Because even in, in in the Illinois game, he made the throw, and yeah. they didn't make the catch. <laughs> I, I think I tweeted. I was like, "That's the best ball he's thrown all season." Yeah, and he just it. There was a few of them. Dude, just bloop bloop bloop, and it's just like. So now it's like even when you want him to be good, is is are they helping him? Yeah, it's like it's like okay, so you missed three throws, and then you made two of them, and they dropped both of them. So now yeah. you're zero for five. Yeah, like there was it was a it was a drive where they should have definitely scored a touchdown because dude they he missed now he missed dude that was wide open in the end zone, but still threw a good ball to the check down, and the dude still dropped it, and that should have been a touchdown as well because he all he had to do was turn around and go. So it's yeah. just like I, it's stuff like that. It's like they have to be disciplined. They have to be very, very disciplined. And that's like catching, catching passes, catching the check down. Don't fumble at all. Uh, yeah, like you can't give up turnovers. Can't, can't turn the ball over because Ohio State's going to be aggressive. They're angry. They lost. They're going to come out and Ohio. I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State's first play from scrimmage is a deep shot. A like, deep shot. Yeah. Because like they're gonna like they're gonna be gas you know foot on the pedal the entire time. So JJ is gonna have to play the game of his life. We haven't seen it yet. I'm not gonna say he can't do it because he was a five star quarterback. He is talented, but we haven't seen it, and so that doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence. Right. Um, well, I mean, I'm not a Michigan fan, so I don't need any confidence. Like, I love that he's going to throw this game away, but you know, <laughs> in general, I'm trying to be for the moment as you know open as i can before i get into my Ohio state bag when we wrap this up so next this game has always been about players it has always been about who steps up ohio state got dominated last year yes that is true ohio state was still in that game for much of it you want to know how they ended up losing aiden hutchinson made a play every single time Every single time oh, Michigan needed oh, and, and, uh, and also also Michigan answered a touchdown with a touchdown. Yep. Uh Aiden Hutchinson made answered the call. Um and I'm losing the name of the running back right now. Hassan Haskins. Hassan Haskins yep. and and really the Michigan's whole offense, but him as the star running back, they answered 
every single time. This game is about players. You know who the star players are, absolutely. You have C.J. Stroud. You have Marvin Harrison Jr. You have Blake Corm. You have Mozzie Smith. Whether it's the star player or not, who steps in? Straight up, it's not a question we need to answer, but this game has always been about players. And it's about who can step up in the moment when the lights are biggest, when you're rival, when there's hate and anger and all of that kind of stuff. And so that is something I'm interested to watch because someone's going to have to do it. Someone's going to have to have the game of their life right. for the team to win. Um, so next, Ohio State's wide receivers versus Michigan's secondary. Um, Ohio State's wide receivers are really, really good. But yes, they they everyone but Marvin Harrison Jr. has been up and down this season, which you could probably say to expect for young wide receivers. This is all of their first year. Um, and they, I mean, they have an alpha dog because, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. became an alpha dog, but they didn't have an alpha dog early in the year because their alpha dog got injured on a late hit out of bounds against Notre Dame. So it's like, they are they going to step up? Uh, Julian Fleming, five-star wide receiver, has dropped a bunch of passes recently. He was doing really good. He had like four touchdowns in four games across the middle of the season, and now he's kind of not been there. Emeka Ibuka is still good, but his pace has slowed down. He had like six or seven games where he was over 100, and, and he hasn't hit 100 in a couple of games. Marvin Harrison Jr. is unstoppable. He, he just is. It just is what it is at this point. Yeah. He's an NFL wide receiver already. but And that makes, can, that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, like can Michigan's, can Michigan's secondary stop them? Um it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good one. I haven't paid much attention to their secondary, honestly, because I don't feel like many people have like tested them per se. Like a lot of, I mean, like in their crossover games, they played freaking Iowa and Illinois teams that want to run the ball. Yeah. I, I don't know too many teams have really tested their secondary, so I don't know how many. It, it would only the only team I could think of was probably be Maryland, and Maryland gave them a hell of a game into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Michigan so threw the ball a little bit, but that's that. Yeah, I can only think about is Maryland. Yeah, so that's going to be very interesting how they react to CJ Stroud and these, um, and these wide receivers. Um, next key, next thing to kind of look into: Ryan Day's bad play calling versus Harbaugh's soft decision making. Ryan Day loves to call bad plays. Yeah, I was like, it, this could come down to who. Who coaches a bad, a worse game? Yeah, and Jim Harbaugh loves cowardly field goals. He loves to just be like, ah, we didn't get it. Here's a field goal. And but again, but here's my thing: is you talk about the quarterback being inaccurate. We talked about receivers dropping the ball, and then now, now some like with your running game, it depends on the 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 yardage. Can you really be upset? With him taking these field goals, when you, when you just mentioned the fact that his quarterback's not that good, yes, are you going? Are, would you go for it on fourth down with a, a, a quarterback and receivers he, that drop the ball when he decides to be great? He wouldn't be my quarterback, and that's not the my, point. That's not the point here, though. <laughs> you can't um, do that. It's still here's the thing. It works when it works because they have eleven wins. It doesn't work against Ohio State. It doesn't work against Georgia. This is just, this is Jim been Jim Harbaugh throughout his career, and so that kind of stuff hurts them. So, is he going to be aggressive? Because you can't beat Ohio State with field goals. You're not going to do it. So, how do they do that? Ryan Day, 
You can't beat Michigan if you run the ball into stacked boxes. You can't True. do it. Like you can't run the right play at the right time. Like like snap like change plays, like be aggressive. Don't do that thing you did against Iowa where you threw a million freaking bubble screens that didn't work. Read the game. Call the game as you see it. Hopefully you can actually see the game. And, you know, so this is going to be interesting. The coaches are going to have a really, you know, big point into this game for sure because they both, the coaches as well as the teams have flaws. Um, And so. And and they're flaws that definitely could be exploited if the coach coaches correctly. It's just, will the coach coach correctly? Yeah, that's know. the scary part because, like you said, Ryan Day, Ryan Day will lose a game just because he wants to. <laughs> and you know what? I just feel like losing. Like I'm gonna just be weird, but that's how. Oh, what's the name? Sometimes I feel like that. That's how coaches. I think Ohio State coaches get bored sometimes because what's the name used to do that? Uh, yeah, the difference. Between, the difference between Ryan Day and Urban is Urban actually lost the games. Ryan Day just almost loses them. <laughs> Like Urban, I mean, Urban's lost like, multiple games he shouldn't have lost, and it's cost us chances at national championships. Yeah, it's so. just weird. They'd be like, "I'm, I'm gonna do something different," and he'd be like, "Whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> You're yeah, really I'm trying gonna, to lose." <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna do the one thing that has worked all freaking season. Awesome, like man. running Ezekiel Elliott against Michigan State. <laughs> I'd never get over that. All, all the Ohio State fans understand. They know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> We'll never get over that. Um, all right, we already talked about Stroud's Heisman candidacy. So I'm going to open up the floor. We went through it. We answered the questions. We did this and that. Why do you think Michigan's going to win the game? I think Michigan's going to win the game because I just think something weird's going to happen. Uh, I think – I th- and th- you said who's going to step up. I think it, 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 we might get a weird game where J.J. does. <laughs> and that's why – that's why. Like – I I, th- I think so. I think uh, Michigan's defense is going to end up being really really aggressive, and that has one big uh, Stroud's one thing is that when defenses come after him, he can get a little flustered. Even now, like now he's been he's been a lot more he's handled it a lot more, but there's still been times where you can see it. So I I think just something weird might happen, and Michigan takes the win. Uh, I think it's still going to be. I think a, a lot of points are going to be scored though. Sadly. Yeah, I, I'm not betting on weird and I would I would not bet a single penny. I'm not putting no money on it. JJ having a good game. You could convince me that Michigan's defense gets to CJ Stroud and mm-hmm. he throws for three interceptions before you could convince me. And he only had like four on the whole season and like seven in his entire career. You could convince me that he throws three interceptions and Ohio State loses before you could convince me that J.J. throws for 350 and four touchdowns and wins the game. I'm just saying. I don't think about 350. It would be more like 220, but he runs for 88 yards. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's a strong case. I, I think you're wrong. So uh, <laughs> I just think uh-huh. something weird. I think something weird could happen in this game. This game doesn't go as planned. Yeah, so um, that's fair. You're wrong, but it's fair. It's okay. I also you're think if it's wrong. close. Now, if it's close, I do think I give. I have more faith in Ryan Day making a bad call. And, it, and that would be the reason why they lose as well. 
Like, it's close, and Ryan Day might have a bad call that ends up costing them the game. You can yeah. only play with fire, but so much. Yeah. That's much better than what you said the first time. Okay. That is more plausible. It's still not going to happen. Much <laughs> more plausible. You said JJ may have a good game. Like, yeah, you, man. I don't know what you're talking about here. You just you don't even believe that. <laughs> you're just saying stuff. I feel like you just said that to make me angry because you don't even believe that. You don't believe that JJ's good. I said 350, which is not even outrageous. You were like, oh, you know, maybe 220. Like, what are we talking about here? 350 is a lot of yards, bro. <laughs> <laughs> In a cold Big Ten game, man, that's a lot of yards. You don't believe what you're saying. So, okay, I'm going to tell you why. This is why Ohio State's going to win. And I think they're going to win. I've been thinking about this all day. I think they're going to win by uh, 10. So, 10 10 to 13. So, um, this is why Ohio State's going to win. And first and foremost, no one's talking about this, and they should. Ohio State's defense is significantly improved. Mm-hmm. You you are not going to be able to do what Oregon and therefore what Michigan and what Tulsa almost did, which is run the same play, identify one weakness, run that same play, and continually make it work. Ohio State's defense, at any moment, no matter what was happening in the game, at any moment, if you needed five to ten yards, you could Always do a pitch outside, and you are going to get that yard no matter what. Third down, fourth down, red zone, didn't matter. That is not going to happen. Ohio State's biggest weakness, as we've talked about, is their secondary. Mm -hmm. They do not have – Michigan does not have the team to test that. They they have the team. They don't have the quarterback. I don't think they have the wide receivers either. Hmm. Truthfully. I don't like any of their wide receivers. Ronnie Bell's okay, but he's overrated. I don't like any of their wide receivers. Uh, But they definitely don't have the quarterback. Maryland had the best chance, and they did test them. Penn State has better wide receivers. And Okay, let's let's, let's do it. Sean Clifford or JJ right now? JJ. I might go with JJ because JJ can do more. At least JJ can run. He doesn't do it. He does do it though. You know how I feel about Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford has had multiple really big games in his career. He's had 300 yard passing games. He's had passing games where he's thrown for four or five touchdowns. JJ hasn't done any of that. And yet got a better winning record. Michigan's a better team. And it's by one game. Penn State's gonna be ten and two. Michigan's gonna be Penn State's gonna be ten and two. Michigan's gonna be eleven and one. Like, I was about to say overall though. Huh? Overall though. Like career wise. No career, I forgot what's the name. Oh, been yeah, there for like eight been years. years. <laughs> <laughs> He's been there for some forever. Yeah. So like that's not fair. But uh I... and one game, I'm taking I, one game I think I'm taking Sean Clifford. So um, oh, ugh, I feel dirty. I need to shower. Because I feel like I, 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 I say like this. I think Penn State would be in the same place they were if they switched quarterbacks. And I think Michigan would be in the exact same place that they are now if they switch quarterbacks. Um, Maybe. That's fair. I'm not that mad at that. I'm not I'm not so gung-ho on Sean Clifford that I'm like, it's a runaway. They both suck, if we're being honest. <laughs> um, so... Ohio State's biggest weakness 
is their secondary. I mean, Ohio State's linebackers have been excellent. Tommy Eichenberg is up for multiple defensive awards. and 11 games, he has 105 tackles. He leads the Big Ten in solo tackles. He leads the Big Ten in individual stops. He had 13 tackles. Like, he's going to be a factor in the running game, and he was not a factor last year. Sean, uh, Steel Chambers, much better than he was last year, his second year at linebacker. Um, so I think all of, like, starting with the defense, I just think it's going to be hard for Michigan to score. I just don't see how they're going to do it because every team that has scored on Ohio State has essentially done it with big plays. There have not been many drives in 11 games where a team took the ball, grinded it out, 10, like 13 plays, seven minutes off the clock, like, you know, methodical drive. That just hasn't really happened, and that's really Michigan's offense. So I think that's number one. Um, I think Ryan Day, despite my complaints about him and despite the fact that I think he is a great head coach but a mediocre play caller and he needs to give up play calling duty, I don't think he, Never he understands. I know. He understands what this game means. And oh, yeah. him being the first coach to lose back-to-back in however many years, he is going to be ready. Mm-hmm. I fully believe that. C.J. Stroud is the first quarterback in how many years to lose to Michigan. He, and this is absolutely his last season, he's going to the draft. I think the two of them aren't going to let us lose. Um, I think, you know, the Blake Corum thing is huge. I just really struggle. Like, with him, it would be totally different. I still think they lose, but it would be totally different. I struggle to see how in a week off of that injury he's affected. Even if he plays the full game, can he break off those 20, 30, 40-yard runs that have really helped Michigan, right? Like, can he play? Oh, what a pass. Oh, my Yeah, God. no, that, I mean, that was – that was it was right in the play basket. This shit feel right in there like a dime. Oof. Bro, you can't throw it better than that. No, like, this is a beautiful throw. Like, that was not bad defense. We, oh, oh, my God. God. <laughs> It was so great. The defender played such great defense, but the ball was so great that he couldn't even figure out what the hell happened. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is freaking ridiculous. Like, that doesn't even make any sense to me. That ball was beautiful. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, I think the combination of all of that and, like, I don't know. I just, like, do you... I don't believe Blake Corm is going to play the game, the whole game. I I, I don't, and um, hopefully he does. Makes for a better game, but I, I've seen from the Ohio State side, I've seen what it looks like when your running backs are playing with injuries, and they are not the same person. No, and argue that Blake Corm is better than both of them. I'm not going to hate on you for that, but they both had, like out of rhythm, missing games, that kind of stuff. They both have had really, really bad games coming off an injury. And even if he does play, is he going to be him? So you add all of that together. You add the revenge factor, Ryan Day coaching for his job. You add the wide receiver core, the defense playing significantly better. Uh, And even if Michigan comes and punches us in the mouth for the first half, Jim Knowles came to Ohio State with the reputation of being one of the best defensive players coordinators at making halftime adjustments yeah and i mean he has shown that in just about every single game and again even against maryland maryland scored 17 points against us in nine minutes and then they didn't score again 
So like he made adjustments even in a quarter. I think all of that just kind of leads to this not being um, a good game for Michigan. Um, if Blake Corum doesn't play, I think this could be a blowout. If Blake Corum does play, especially because Michigan is going to do the time of possession thing, I, I still think, like I said, 10 to 13, I'm looking at somewhere like 38 to 25, 38 to, you know, something like that, uh, 40, 45 to 32, uh, you know, something weird, like something around there. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even like the Maryland game where it's closer and then Ohio State gets a touchdown late. Uh, or it's not as close and Michigan gets a touchdown late. I don't think it's going to be a straight blowout like some of the ones that we've seen. Um, I do think that this Michigan team is a little too talented and a little too well coached for that, which also goes into the excitement of this game because, you know, they are, even if not all significantly, you know, with talent, they are, there are a lot of things that make them more equal than what they have been in the last 10 years. Right. But everything that we've talked about, the injuries, all that kind of stuff, I just, I think it's, I think it's hard. I think it's going to be hard for them. And um, ultimately, the offense didn't play bad last year. I think C.J. Stroud threw for like three hundred yards. He had three touchdowns. Something he, like, he had a decent game. It was literally just they got stuck. The defense got stopped like, when they needed. Like, yeah, they had, he had a good game, but like sometimes it's not that impactful if the defense has a more impactful game. Exactly. And so I think that you add that to the fact like this game was lost by our defense. Like I'm not going to sit here and pretend our offense played amazing, but they were doing some things and they were making some stuff happen. And um, we just couldn't get a stop to save our lives. Couldn't get a stop to save our lives. And I just don't see that happening um, this year. I have a lot of faith in this defense. Um, CJ Stroud last year, was 34 for 49, 392 yards and two touchdowns. Okay, two touchdowns. Like Usually with those type of passing numbers, he'll have four. Michigan's defense, like you said, they did get some – they got some stops. He didn't throw a single interception. So, yeah. it's just it's just one of those things. So, uh, we didn't have any turnovers. The, no, no interceptions, no fumbles lost. They just forced us to kick field goals. Oh, that's another thing, though. Our red zone offense is significantly better than it was last year, too. So there's just a lot of things that, like, I think uh, are happening. And I've watched both of these teams extensively. I know you have, too. Um, I, I don't think that this year is a good matchup for Michigan with what their flaws are. And I don't think Michigan is is capable of really – Ugh, do you I, see this I, next week Sunday yeah. night football game? Yes, that's disgusting. Ugh. <laughs> and you know, you know what? And the crazy thing is, that means the Patriots are gonna win because Kirk Cousins is awful in prime time. Absolutely. Absolutely. If it's not one o'clock, he's terrible, and that even happened today. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, all right. Any final thoughts on the game? Nah, man. I'm just excited. I can't wait to watch yeah. it. Yeah, it's gonna be. Probably gonna be, gonna be uh, I hope I wake up, but like, <laughs> not true. I probably I probably missed the first half. Knowing me, this game's on Saturday. Why would you miss the first half? Because I, I I'm gonna sleep in. I'm gonna have t- so much food in me. I know I'm gonna be knocked. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right, pit stops. You don't have one, so I guess we'll just talk about the same thing. Thanksgiving is here. Happy holidays to all of you. Fast. Uh, (laughs) Way way too fast. We already kind of got into it a little bit. Um, Oh. 
I'm a. It's crazy. I'm getting older. I don't eat like I used to, but I'm still about to put down uh, some plates. At least two plates. Absolutely, at, absolute, at least two. It used to be three or four. It's gonna be, be yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. With some dessert. Um, Depending if I take a walk with a cousin or not, you know. Oh, you know, a little something, a little yeah, something. You know, depends on yeah. depends on what the weather is. If you know, yeah, you yeah. Know, take a stroll, stroll down the block. Oh, yeah, because um, then it's just gonna be the balcony. <laughs> yeah so no um i'm very excited about it uh i'm very much so you know people be judging plates i judge plates um, i judge plates if you ain't got no vegetables on your plates i will yeah, be yeah. angry i will have something to say and let's talk about it stop posting your nasty ass plate first of all stop posting it in general we all eating the same thing just about we just about like, like Thanksgiving is one of the things that, like, I'm not going to say all cultures, but at least with, like, you know, white Americans and black Americans, we eat the same thing. It may be That's called different. It may taste different, whatever. We all got turkey. We typically have ham. They, they got stuffing. We got dressing. There's always some form of yams. They may do it or sweet potatoes. Like, they, they be making greens. We be making greens. We be making green beans. They have green bean casserole. The dish list is very similar. <laughs> it's very similar. Maybe very similar. slightly different. Stop posting the plate. I know what's on your plate. And stop posting if it don't look good. Yeah. You knew the deal. Uh, yeah. Um, that turkey dry. I shouldn't be I, 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 I am going to say this, though. Good luck. And I'm praying for all the people who are uh, newly cooking this year. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Um, you, turn, you turned 25 and grandma was like, you got to help now. Yeah. Ooh. Like, if you're, you know, if this is uh this i i have a friend out there this is her first year making mac and cheese good luck they gave her the mac and cheese i mean like kudos because that's some trust but also i mean like you need to you need to like you need to like try you need to like make the mac and cheese for fourth of july first a few times and this is why i tell you this is why i don't touch i don't touch thanksgiving cooking i haven't offered i'm never going to I, I just don't want to be responsible. Even I though I can cook, I just, nope, nope. Catch me on, like, look, if you need me to grill, I got you. But I'm not I'm not touching Thanksgiving cooking ever. No, I, agree. I agree 100%. I make the ham, and that's it. And I make the ham largely because the, uh, I'm the main one that eats it. Um, her family is a hamless family, and that's unacceptable. So. Oh, I mean, yeah, they're, I understand. They're, I understand. They're, they're a turkey family, yeah, so I had I to, understand. I had to step up. You know, it's not. It's. A <laughs> I got people. It's got. It's gotten to a point where, like, I, I've noticed that a lot of people don't like sweet potato pie, which blows my mind because I love it. So, like, I go home with three or four pies now because, like, people will bring pie, think like, like we're gonna bring it for Dante, and then I'll have like four pies to go home. That's so, like, I, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. That's hilarious. And really, the last thing that I have to say is I understand, you know, the holidays are not always great for people who aren't super close to their family. Right, right, right. Uh, if you know anyone like that, invite them to yours. If you got an invite, because I used to be this person that got an invite to people and didn't want to go because I didn't want to intrude. If they invited you, they meant it. Go yeah. get a plate, whatever you got to do. Uh, but yeah, let, let somebody's grandmother feed you. Please, please, it'll make, it'll make her happy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Thanksgiving's here. It's crazy. A weekend full of football, full of good food. Uh, I started going to the gym again. So thankfully, 
thankfully, because uh, all of the progress will be gone. <laughs> all of the progress will be gone. I am. I'm going to start trying to go to the gym again. Um, trying to get rid of this gut before uh, yo yo bachelor party. So. Yeah, yeah, we on the same timeline. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to make a, a poor decision. <laughs> <laughs> there will be plenty of opportunity. <laughs> like, you just, yeah. have to, you just have to pick which opportunity. Just, yeah. <laughs> you think I got gla- new glasses and contacts just because I needed them? Nah. <laughs> I knew what was happening late next year. <laughs> I knew what I was doing. I need to be able to see. <laughs> oh God! Okay. <laughs> oh, great deal on the TV. Um, I don't need a TV. I do want another TV. I don't need one. <laughs> She's gonna kick my ass. Hey, my hey, uh, man, I was about to say they got some deals going on. Listen, um, all right, so uh, definitely enjoy Thanksgiving. Also, if you are a soccer fan, personally, I prefer women's soccer to men's soccer, but I yes. do watch uh, the World Cup is starting. United States plays Monday, probably. If you listen to this before 2 30, you might be able to, you know, get something in there, but if not. Maybe recorded some. I don't know. But uh, Ohio State's plays, uh, they're not going to win because our men's team sucks. But uh, maybe they go further than normal. Maybe they, they get it out the group stage this year. Last World Cup, they didn't even make it. So Yeah, we'll see. I have no faith. <laughs> <laughs> I have no faith in that men's team. If this was the women's, I'd be excited. Absolutely. Um, any final thoughts? No, nah, man. I, happy Thanksgiving, guys. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your football. If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, enjoy your enjoy your L because y'all usually going to lose on that Thanksgiving Day game. So, you know, enjoy that. <laughs> Not enjoy the L. Uh, all right, as always, uh, hopefully we, we set the table well for the game uh, and the meal. Uh, <laughs> that's what we're calling it, the game and the meal. Um, and we will catch y'all next week. We'll be talking... Hey, we'll be talking championship games. Yep. Hopefully, oh, I am not a dejected soul. Uh, if I have to get on here as an Ohio State loss, I will probably need to be intoxicated. Um, oh, man. That might be the funniest episode for me because, like, two years in a row is going to be great. <laughs> I, I'm probably, I'm, I'm, I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> two years in a row would be great. I'm absolutely quitting. But I'm right, <laughs> listening. Happy holidays. We will see you next week. Bye.